Hello, my beautiful Tropicanas. Welcome back to the Ricardo Project. I'm back on my regular mic and I'm so excited. This is the podcast where we watch through I Love Lucy episode by episode and talk about its historical, comedic, and emotional impact. My name is Dana. I'm so happy that you're here with me today to talk about episode 13 of season one, The Benefit, which premiered 70 years ago today, January 7th, 1952. Happy New Year, everyone, by the way. Here's what happens in The Benefit. Our fab foursome is playing bridge. Lucy and Ricky have lost horribly. I think it's like 14,000 points to 73 or something. We get this super cute moment where Lucy says that she was kicking Ricky under the table to help him understand what her hand was, but it turns out that she kicked Fred instead. And when she apologizes, he very adorably says, oh, it's okay. I thought we were playing shinzies. So everyone's in a great mood. Post-game, everyone takes a lap around the apartment with Lucy heading into the bathroom. So Ethel sees that the sheet music for Shine On Harvest Moon is at the piano, which is suddenly in the front of the apartment. It's usually in the back. I love sitcom logic like that. And Ricky, Ethel, and Fred start singing together. They're harmonizing. It's really lovely, actually. I always love these scenes where you get to see the musical talent of the whole cast. So while they're singing this beautiful number, Lucy comes out of the bathroom and she joins in and it's just awful. And it's the first time we really see what a super bad singer she is. It was so fun to kind of have that moment of recognition. So since singing with Lucy really isn't an option for the rest of the gang, Ricky and Fred go get a snack and Ethel uses this moment to talk to Lucy. And she tells her that her woman's club wants Ricky, to which Lucy very funnily replies that she'd be happy to lend him out, but she's not through with him yet. But Ethel clarifies that she wants Lucy to ask him to perform in a benefit that's being put on by her club. And Lucy agrees, but only if it can be a duet. Ethel's obviously not fond of this idea, but you get Ricky with a duet or you don't get Ricky without a duet. So the Mertz's leave so that Lucy can get to work on, on getting Ricky to agree to do this. And Lucy's wheedling is hilarious. She says, I was watching you tonight. You're cute. I love you. At first glance, Lucy is a terrible manipulator because Ricky knows immediately that she wants something. So Lucy tries again. Do you love me? Would you climb the highest mountain for me? Would you swim the widest ocean for me? Would you do anything in the world for me? And Ricky says to all of these, yes, anything except sing for Ethel's club benefit next week. Lucy explains that she thought they could perform together, but Ricky says no, and Lucy has her big cry, a big wham moment, a real tantrum. I mean, there is foot stomping and screaming the whole nine yards. And right as I was feeling like maybe being the Ricardos had a point about Lucy being a bit infantilized, Ricky agrees to help her to get her to stop crying, and Lucy, the great manipulator, pops up with not a tear in her eye, which is a super fun moment. So the next day, Lucy's preparing to do her number by doing scales with a book called How to Sing by F. Alcetto, or Falsetto, which is such a silly joke, and yet I I really was tickled pink by it. I guess that just shows how simple I can be. Ricky comes home with his song for Lucy, and it's called Auf Wiedersehen, and he hands Lucy her copy of the music, which is five times longer than Ricky's, because, well, she's the star after all. But it turns out that Her only line in the song is to say ALF a few times, and it sounds like a barking dog, or she says like a trained seal, 
while Ricky has these long, beautiful soliloquies. And while singing, Lucy figures out what Ricky's done, and she goes from excited performer to fuming wife. This moment, it's like 30 seconds, it is such a masterclass in silent acting. We learn everything about what's happening with Lucy from her facial expressions and her body language while Ricky is singing this romantic song. It's wonderful to watch. So Ricky says that that's the only number that will work for her voice. And Lucy really doesn't care. And she says that he better figure it out or he better not worry about coming home. The next day, Ethel comes over with posters for the benefit. And Lucy has to tell her that Ricky won't be performing most likely. But in a very sad, not real consolation prize, she looks at Ethel and says, well, you still have me. To which Ethel has a really great line where she says, it's it's like expecting Clark Gable and getting Hubert Grimset. And then Lucy says, who's Hubert Grimset? And Ethel gets her big exactly moment. I'd like to take this moment to petition that we all start calling disappointing things a real Hubert Grimm set. I think it'll work for us. And it can be our little inside joke. So Ethel asks what Lucy's going to do for her now solo act in the show. And Lucy decides to go to Ricky's costume closet and they find a horse costume. And she asks Ethel to do a horse act with her, which I know these existed, but I would love... <laughs> just wonder what that would even look like. I'm assuming it's just a little dance number that's choreographed and people get a real kick out of it because they know it's two people. But I tried to find a horse act, but it turns out that just Googling horse act or horse act 1950s doesn't really get you what you want. I even Googled horse act vaudeville, like just trying to find anything and everything had real horses in it. So I'm not 100% sure what Lucy and Ethel are envisioning when they say they're going to do a horse act, but it surely would have been innovative. Ethel, shockingly, though, agrees to do this horse act. And they have this very funny little back and forth about who's going to be the head and who's going to be the butt of the horse. Ethel, of course, is the butt. And she's upset because she thinks that people will know that it's her playing the bottom half of a horse. And when she gets fully into the into the horse butt costume, Lucy says, I defy anybody to recognize you. And Fred enters the room and immediately seeing the behind of a horse says, hello, Ethel. (laughs) And Ethel quits immediately. But it doesn't really matter because Fred is actually dropping off new sheet music for Lucy from Ricky. They're going to perform Underneath the Bamboo Tree, which is a fun little number that Ricky did at the club last season. And Ricky wrote some jokes in for extra entertainment. So Lucy and Fred have a fun little moment where they rehearse a bit. They sing along. It's super cute. And Rick and Lucy starts to realize that all of the jokes involve Lucy doing the setup and Ricky getting the punchline. So she decides to start to look for her jokes. But it turns out that Ricky has all the punchlines, which upsets her at first. But she gets that great Lucy Ricardo look in her eye, the one that tells us we're going to get a fantastic Lucy moment. And then suddenly it's showtime. Lucy and Ricky are in these matching suits. They look so adorable. And now I want I either want my husband and I to wear those suits or just get pajamas that look like those suits. Fantastic. Again, the fashion in this show. So underrated. So they so they sing a little verse and then Ricky will tap on the stage with his cane to show that he's ready for his big joke. But Lucy has rewritten all the jokes so that she has the punchlines. She even takes over the MC style. A couple jokes in, she starts tapping the cane herself to stop the music and then saying, go ahead to Ricky. He tries multiple times to get ahead of her, but she is prepared for every option. At the end, he tells a brand new joke that he swears she's never even heard. He says, 
Did you hear about the gal who was so dumb she thought a football coach had four wheels? And Ricky is the only person who laughs at this joke. The audience is dead silent until Lucy gives a big chortle and says, how many wheels does it have? Which gets this huge, uproarious laugh. Ricky gives up at this point, and they end the number to great applause, and the credits roll. So, to be perfectly honest, I have prepared myself for a lot of the season one episodes to not be very good. A lot of the season one kind of lore is that they're just, they don't have a lot of great episodes in them. It ends on a really high note. Vitamin to Vegemin is in this season. But there's a lot of, you know, quote unquote, bad episodes in this season, at least in the fandom. And so I didn't really remember this episode very well. It kind of all came crashing back once it started. But I was expecting this one to be not very good because I just could not remember it. But I, I loved this episode. At the risk of sounding like Stefan from SNL, this episode has everything. Lucy schemes. She gets one over on Ricky. She gets the laughs. It's so good. That joke sequence at the end during Underneath the Bamboo Tree is so simple and so brilliant. I would show it in a class about comedy because every single joke and the way that they tell the joke is different. In the first joke, Lucy just steals the punchline. So the joke is, hey, Lucy. Yeah, Ricky. A tramp came up to me and said that he hadn't had a bite in weeks. What did you do? I bit him. But Lucy just says, what'd you do, bite him? Which is a funnier way to tell the joke anyway. But in the second, she writes in her own joke. She kind of adds a secondary punchline. And then she tricks Ricky into giving her the other one. And so on and so on and so on. Until she's just telling better jokes than him. New jokes, brand new jokes. And it it builds and it develops and it crescendos. I mean, at the risk of using this phrase twice in one episode, it is a master class. So I would highly recommend watching this this one. So many elements of my favorite Lucy episodes. The end where Lucy kind of one-ups Ricky really reminds me of a less chaotic version of the performance at the end of Ethel's hometown, which I can't wait to watch again. It's one of the episodes where they're on their way to L.A. and they stop in Albuquerque. It's also always a treat to watch Lucy and Ethel battle for a performance. So the little horse bit is such a great scene. And this whole episode, in so many ways, is such a great practice in variation in comedy, which is something Lucy will do particularly well over the next six seasons. Because let's be honest, most episodes of this show are pretty similar, or at least have the same goals. There's either a bet between the couples, or Lucy wants to be in the show. More broadly, Lucy wants something she can't have. Lucy gets a big idea. Honestly, Nearly every episode of I Love Lucy can probably be lumped into one of five major categories if we had to, probably. But that's truly what makes the show so brilliant. So while I see specks of later seasons in these early episodes, no two plot lines are alike and no two jokes are alike. They can take the same basic premise and tell it 50 different ways with new laughs and new rhythms and new structures The writing of the show is really something super special. And you can see how much this plot line type, if you will, has evolved even from the audition or the diet in just those few short episodes. And those were great episodes in their own right. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that how amazing it is that 13 episodes in, we've had three episodes with very similar plot structures. Lucy wants to be in the show. 
There is a barrier. She works through it. They perform at the end. And they are all so different. And they stand in their own right. And they never feel repetitive. So, of course, the cast was amazing. But damn. Bob Carroll Jr., Madeline Pugh, and Jess Oppenheimer really knew what they were doing. They knew how to tell a unique and interesting story, even in the constraint of having this kind of sitcom structure where things do feel repetitive a lot of the time. It's just wonderful, and it's really impressive. And it's episodes like this, especially when you look back at what we've already watched together, where you can really see the artistry and the skills behind the scenes as well. So a few historical notes. This episode has quite a few firsts in it, which is very exciting. We haven't had firsts in a while. So as I mentioned earlier, this is the first time we hear Lucy's kind of bad singing voice, that off keyness, and they really make it a feature point of the episode. This is also the first time that we learn about Ethel's background. So we've learned a lot about Fred in the last few episodes, but now we're learning that Ethel is from Albuquerque, which will again come up when they stop in Albuquerque in the episode I already mentioned, Ethel's hometown, which is just so good, and I can't wait to see it. And then finally, this is the first episode where Ethel or Lucy mentioned being in a woman's club. This version of the woman's club that Ethel's in seems to be kind of a precursor to the Saturday, what is it, the Saturday Afternoon Fine Arts League that Ethel and Lucy will be in together, and they'll be the presidents and the chairmans and the co-chairmans, and they'll have so many roles. But at least once a season, usually multiple times a season, we'll get some sort of women's club event episode. And in fact, in just a few episodes, we're going to get another women's club episode called Lucy Writes a Play that is truly one of my favorite episodes of I Love Lucy across the board, not just of this season. So we're being introduced to a new plot device there with the women's club, kind of a new setup structure device. But this is the first time that we've heard about the women's club. So I'm really excited to see how they evolve that plot line and they really start to use it. I think probably, I'm assuming because this episode was so successful. And so they probably kept that in their minds and and that's why they invented one for Lucy, yada, yada, yada. Okay, next week we are talking about the amateur hour. And here is the log line for the amateur hour, just in case you want to get a little extra interested. Lucy needs money and fast, so she agrees to babysit for $5 an hour, but she gets more than she bargained for when she ends up performing on stage with two twin boys at at an amateur hour hosted by Ricky. If you would like to reach me for any reason at all, I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can reach me at thericardoproject at gmail.com or on Instagram at thericardoproject. If you enjoyed this episode... I would so appreciate if you would take the time to subscribe or rate and review the podcast wherever you can rate and review a podcast. No pressure, but it does help. And with that, I will talk to you next week. I hope you are having a wonderful start to 2022 and stay safe out there.